Welcome back to the Square State Sandlot podcast. Got Kyle joining me. John should be jumping in here momentarily. Uh, a lot of things to talk about. We've got Wyoming Cowboys basketball that's still just killing it. So they're up to 20 and 3 right now, um, 9 and 1 in the conference, which puts them even with, uh, or sorry, they're now 10 and 1 because they beat San Jose yeah. State last night and then 21 and 3. So they're at the top of the Mountain West Conference with Boise State. Uh, they have a tie because they've split their head-to-head matchups so far. So this is a, a strong team, um, looking like they're probably going to be ranked here shortly. Uh, they were just outside the top 25 last week, and then they got three wins this week against some good teams. So I think they should finally move inside, and, and Mountain West Conference is looking really strong. You got Boise yeah. State. Uh, Utah State, Colorado State, and then Wyoming, they're all probably just outside the top 25. And like I said, I think uh, Wyoming should be moving in along with probably Boise State as well. So did and you I catch think, any of the games this week? Um, all I got to do is check, uh, check stat lines and things like that. Um, been pretty busy. But um, I, the one thing I do want to say about them that I love is that the Mountain West Conference is as strong as it is because it's one thing for a team to stand out, you know, a nine and one record in a conference that's struggling. Um, there's some really good teams right now in that conference. So for Wyoming to be where they are, it just says that much more about that team. They're playing some amazing ball and they're also consistent across the board, which is something I'm loving because I don't see this dropping off terribly bad at any point. They, they're, yeah. they're keeping the ball rolling. So I don't know. I'm yeah, hopeful and- for that top 25 spot for sure. Uh, Maldonado has been banged up in the last couple games and, and they just kept on going even without him. And he's, he's the guy that I forgot his name last episode that I wanted to mention. He's just playing really good at the point, scoring a lot of points, distributing the the basketball. And then they have Drake Jeffries. That's really good at hitting threes. uh, And he can, he can flush it down too. So, and then Graham Ike looks like he's going to be a a mountain West conference first team, all all American there. So it's, it's uh a good team. And like we said, it just sucks because the job that Jeff Linder is doing it, it likely leads to him taking a, a job at a bigger program, but we just got to enjoy the run while it lasts. And, and hopefully it's a couple more seasons and that he can keep them relevant. So I know we're, it's we're so, what he's doing though. We're so beatered at beaten and battered as a, uh, as Wyoming fans. Like I'm just waiting for it to fall. You know what I mean? Like I'm terrified yeah. of it just falling off, but um, I don't know, well, man. They, they're playing great. I don't think it's going to. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's going to lead to uh, a Mount – or not Mountain West Conference. They could probably win the Mountain West Conference Championship, which would be fantastic. But I great. think it's also going to lead to a, a tournament berth in uh, March. So should be fun to, to watch them go dancing for the first time in, in quite a while. Um, I think the last time they went was when Larry D. Nance was on the team, and that was, yeah. what, five, six years ago? seven maybe yeah, i think it was 2015 or 2016 i can't remember but it's been been a little bit so um what did you did you have a chance to watch that craig bowl press conference he had a couple uh, i think it was last week unfortunately um I, I used to be a pretty big craig bowl fan i have to admit um you know obviously what he did with north dakota state coming in i was excited blah 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 but the more 
and I get it. He's taking a lot of heat, but the more I watch his interviews, the more I see his responses to things, um, the more I feel like we probably need to look to the future sooner yeah. than later, more so than I already felt. Um, I just don't like when people are completely unwilling to admit that they maybe are making mistakes or taking the wrong approach. He always has a reason for everything and it. it really, it's starting to bug me really bad. Yeah. So I don't no. know. I just thought it was a pretty unimpressive press conference. Um, especially my, my summary of that press conference was, uh, angry old man yells into computer screen. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to be like, he's just, <laughs> he's, he's angry and he's ornery and just, you know, he's getting old, but it's what it comes across as like straight up grumpier old man does coaching press conference. And I yep. just, I, so I it, have no, time that was my anymore. summary, but to give a little insight for anyone that might've missed it, he basically was just saying, you know, I know everyone's beating me up about, throwing the football because all we do is run. Well, we have two of the best running backs in the comp or in the, in the entire league. Uh, but obviously he doesn't have them anymore because Titus and um, Xavier both transferred. So, or I guess they entered the transfer portal. Yeah, I think portal. only Xavier has signed. And I think he went to Arizona state. If I remember, right. I can't remember if Titus has signed anywhere else, but um, obviously half of his offensive contributors from last year have left the team to, to the transfer portal. So obviously they didn't like what was going on. So it's tough to say like he has no fault in this because obviously if you're losing your best receiver, you're losing your best quarterback, you're losing your best two running backs, uh, there's something going on. So, but anyway, he basically said, you know, we'd love to pass the football, but uh, we, you have to have someone that's capable of doing so. And, yeah, I mean, to a point, but you got to recruit them. That's that's on you if you haven't recruited people that can pass football. And, you know, even when you had Josh Allen, you were just running Brian Hill into the ground because and you had plenty of capable re receivers back then. I mean, you had Tanner Gentry. You had uh, Jacob Hollister, who's also coincidentally a NFL player. So, like, you had some talent on that roster. So to say that no one could get it done, like, I don't know. It's just frustrating. He's well, got a, a proven track record where he's not going to throw the football. Yeah. And it's it's not the caliber of quarterback. And if it is, that's that's on him for recruiting. So, And and that's what makes me more nervous about the, the transfer portal now is because I thought initially we would lose these players and we started to. I thought it was going to be because of the small market, because of the small exposure, chance to play at a bigger, you know, bigger school, bigger conference. Now, again, with all the hearing Craig Bull talk all the time, now I'm wondering how much of it has to do with, you know, player coach relationships, things like that. Um, I get it. I think there's a lot know? to that. So, so see what happens. I mean, but we'll see. I mean, the, the quarterback they swap for hasn't played a ton. He looks like he's going to be pretty capable from, from Utah State. So I'm excited, but also cautiously optimistic there. So. Um, was hoping to have John on at this point so we could talk a little Warriors, but let's uh, let's just skip on to, down to the, the NFL stuff. Yeah, we can do NFL awards, save Super Bowl for him. I'm sure he'll have and some then, stuff to say about it. But yeah, we'll bring him on, and then we'll talk more about the uh, 
Warriors here in a little bit. So uh, with it being NFL Super Bowl Sunday, um, you want to? You said you want to start with the the pro or the All Pro, and I guess yeah, pro bowl stuff. I guess I just I don't know how many people still watch the Pro Bowl for one. Um, it had been a couple seasons, honestly, since I sat down and actually watched the whole Pro Bowl, um, and I can you did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, On purpose? Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I forgot how just absolutely disappointing it is to watch that game. Um, it's awful. I, I know for me personally, the Sean Taylor highlights started blowing oh, up. Oh, man. Internet. And, I mean, that's what I miss, man. I get it. I totally get the player side of it. It's the Pro Bowl. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to end a career on a fun game, so to speak. But – I just loved – I love Sean Taylor anyways, on and off the field. But his approach to even the Pro Bowl is why he was who he was. Um, I just – this two-hand touch tackling and um, that's why when at least the, the defensive ends and stuff started getting after the quarterback a little bit there in the second half. And, um, you know, we started had some to. Sacks. Max Crosby was – on, Crosby on hit the their asses all game. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. I really well. He got MVP for a reason. Um, yeah, but you know, my boy TJ Watt got one too. So it was just, I don't know. It's the whole idea of the Pro Bowl for me is you're seeing the top talent in the league going head to head. Well, you don't. Yep. It's it's not head to head. So well, you see top talent, but you don't see them doing what they they can right. do, and that's the frustrating part. And I do wonder if that's. Maybe they do need to go back to the Pro Bowl being after the Super Bowl, um, letting it be the very last game of the season. Maybe it'll it would push for a little more gameplay. I don't know. I don't know what needs to change. I just know I won't tune in again until something does. It was awful. Yeah, I. It only drew like six million, I think, which is still the highest rated program in on in that time slot. So it's not like it's failing, but when you see normal games doing uh you know 40 million on a on a sunday night or you know even the the sunday prime games that are on you know nf or cbs or fox those games clearly outdraw the, the pro bowl and yeah. it's definitely the quality of play i tuned in for literally the last three minutes just because i was like huh wonder who's winning popped in and it got close when i turned it on so maybe i needed to watch the whole thing but yeah no i don't I can't stand the two-hand touch stuff um, and seeing that Sean Taylor highlight where he absolutely destroyed that punter doing the trick play <laughs> made me laugh. And well, just, I loved his I loved his interview about it too because he's just like, if you're gonna try that, you know, you're gonna deal with me hitting you. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> and yeah. I just I love that man. I, he's definitely missed. Okay. Um, is there anything that you? could propose to make it like I know you said moving it till after the Super Bowl, which would allow the Super Bowl teams to participate in it at least, but it's either got to be at the end of the season or um, I mean, they're the only league that doesn't have an all-star game, basically middle of the season. Yep. Um, and I, I'm, I understand where they talk about injuries, but I, I have a hard time feeling getting behind that when hockey has an all-star week. If hockey yeah. can do it in an 82-game season, football can do it. They can have one game, middle of the season, whatever. Um, or, like I said, after the Super Bowl. I think the biggest thing that would change it is when it's played. Um, 
and I don't know, maybe some incentives because I think I that's know. so if they want to get players excited to be back in it, they're going to have to increase the, the pay for the winning team because right. back, you know, in 20 years ago when, when salaries weren't quite as high as they are now getting an extra, I think it's 70,000 to the winning team per player getting an extra 70,000 was a no brainer. Yeah. I'll play for that and I'll try my hardest so I can win it. But now it's like, I think the the minimum salary in football is like close to seven hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, I know it's so, up over five hundred k now. So that's for, doing okay. for those players, it would make a difference. But most of the guys that are going out there and playing in it, seventy thousand. I mean, that's just an extra couple of dollars to Uncle Sam there. So uh, I don't know that it really makes a difference to them. And quite honestly, I I feel like if things don't change in the next five years, we won't have a Pro Bowl. It, oh, it'll I mean, be just point, a, yeah. they can go back be, to like college setup, like all American style. You make the list. Yep. There you go. There's yep. your award. But then I think no that's what it'll be. It. Yeah. I and I would love point. to see more of the, the skills challenge stuff, like just so you can see the guys do what they are the best on this yeah. planet at, you know, put the quarterbacks together, the top five quarterbacks or whatever. And, and sure show them throwing at targets and, and doing things that only quarterbacks can do. And then same oh, thing yeah. for the receivers and, and positional groups. I don't know what you do for the offensive linemen <laughs> and, you know, defensive linemen. It's fun to see them rush and all that, but I don't know what, what you could really do in those. But I think that's what it's going to have to be going forward is, is a skills challenge instead of a game. And then obviously you have your, your list that, hey, these were the best players this year. Uh, and sure. don't leave it to fan, fan voting. Like, do uh, do something half where half, it's whatever. No, I don't want any fan voting. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's definitely uh, some fans that know their stuff, but the other guys are true. just like, oh, let's get this guy on the team. So, if it's half coaches, half um, writers, or, or something like that, that's fine. But well, and I think I the want to see the best players out there, not the, big, the most popular. The biggest problem with fan voting. <laughs> is not everybody watches everything i mean for the most part you watch your team so people tend to lean heavily on those players which does not necessarily you know correlate to how they played um yeah there's a lot of people, cowboys fans yeah if you're one of those people that vote your entire team to the pro bowl stop voting you're not helping yes yeah so no i i really don't know what they need to do like i said i think skills challenge would be fantastic and then just do the list and give the guys the bonus for making the list. And I don't know, make. Well, and that was, that's a good point with the skills challenge. Cause like, I remember back to like the Marino days. I mean, granted it was in Hawaii back then, but like they had huge events for their throwing challenges and stuff out on the beach and stuff. And they were, they were obviously chill and they're having fun. I mean, they're wearing, you know, Hawaiian shirts and they're in beach shorts, but they got super competitive and uh, it was just fun watching. Granted, the caliber of quarterbacks back then too was, you know, super fun and exciting. So, I don't know. I'd I agree. I'd love to see some of that come back. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go over some of that. We're not going to go through every single um, award, but we'll we'll touch on the quote unquote most important ones. Um, Rogers obviously won his second straight MVP. Um, 
And in his acceptance or whatever, I guess maybe it was just afterwards, he he said he wouldn't be opposed to retirement. Uh, He's definitely considering it. So I don't know if that's just more posturing like he did last year or if he's actually considering retirement. Um, I can't imagine. And I guess when we mention that, we should also say that Brady was very noncommittal to his retirement and said things could change in the next six months. So we might have another Brett Favre on our hands here. Until opening kickoff of next season (laughs) and he's not suited up, I don't believe any of it for either of them. Yeah. I mean it. And I guess I did see a report today that basically said Rodgers and the Packers brass are on the best terms they've been in quite a while, leading to optimism that he would be back with the team this upcoming season. And they were willing to do whatever it takes to, to get him back on the contract terms. So sounds like John will be excited about that. I think um, obviously we'll get his take on it here in a little bit. Uh, and then TJ Watt, your boy finally got his DPOY. So As I know you're, be. you're thrilled about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this should be his second one, but I will do my best to let that go. Um, <laughs> but no, this was a season where they just couldn't take it away from him. Um, there were there were other voting groups that tried. I mean, he didn't win. He didn't have a clean sweep of all of them, but for the one that mattered, he got it. So I'm uh, pretty happy with that, and I think he'll just build on it. Yeah. He's a, he's a rare talent for sure. For sure. And um, Joe Burrow – Handily won the comeback player of the year. He'll be in the Super Bowl later today. And uh, Jamar Chase won offensive rookie of the year as well. So we'll be seeing that tandem. Um, <laughs> I know you're upset about that. I don't think you can argue it really. No, I think I the can't. numbers speak for themselves. The numbers and, are there. Um, obviously, we both picked Najee to be the, the offensive rookie of the year. So a little bummed about that. But like I said, I had Jamar Chase on my fantasy roster. So. I was quite thrilled with him putting up those numbers this season. He's he's a very mature player, and he he played very very well for a rookie. Pretty unreal. Yeah, and then Vrabel won, ended up winning Coach of the Year, which hard to argue with that. What he did with that Tennessee Titans team, I just I guess one thing that I wish would factor into these votes is postseason play as well. Which I know that doesn't give everyone a, a even playing field. But I feel like if you're putting forth enough effort to get your team into the into the playoffs, then it should count for something as well. So I don't know if Rodgers would would win the, the MVP with his playoff performance. So that's that's always a, a curveball that you point. could be throwing there. So, but anyway, Vrabel wins Coach of the Year, and the thing that I love to see is Coach Bisaccia had three votes in the Coach of the Year voting. So Rightfully obviously so. some. Some people saw the value that he brought to that team. Not necessarily. Well, I think I think Mark Davis was quite cognizant of the impact that he made on that roster. I just feel like he didn't want to keep going with the status quo and uh, brought in his his guys that are quite the tandem. So, uh, Coach Bisaccia, he did end up signing with Green Bay as a special teams coordinator. I know we touched on that. So, yeah. I, I was hoping to get John's take on that, but he's still not here with us. So. Uh, hopefully here shortly he'll be jumping in. Um, anything else you want to say about any of that NFL awards? No, I think that basically touched on all the, the big ones for me. 
Okay. So do you want to go into Super Bowl next or do you want to go on in on our teams? Uh, I guess we can talk about teams a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So um, I guess one thing I wanted to mention is Cliff Branch finally got his nod to the Hall of Fame long overdue and it's it's kind of been a common theme here recently the nfl has the voters have made the raiders players wait till they were dead to get into the damn hall of fame which is super frustrating because we lost lost cliff branch a couple years ago and he definitely deserved this honor well before he passed so uh obviously it'll be great for his family to have him in there and, and see that honor for him but long overdue he was the uh, the old time Tyreek Hill he was that just the guy that you had to account for on every single play because he was faster than every other player on the field and he would really just help the the underneath stuff and I wish I wish we could have more of his teammates talk out about him and I'm sure we will when the the Hall of Fame ceremony actually happens but uh just the oh, excuse me, the impact he had on and off the field. He was a great guy by all accounts as well. well so we've talked about it in the past for sure. It's just it's really unfortunate um, that it seems to always work out this way. That it's after, um, you know, that they obviously don't get to experience it. Um, I don't know. It's just happy for him to get in for sure. And then. Other stuff the Raiders have going on. They've filled out their coaching staff. They're bringing back Rob Ryan as a senior uh, assistant on the defensive side. Uh, they got the, I think it was a Patriots offensive line coach and, and just some other hires to fill out that roster. So, or I guess not the roster, the coaching staff. A uh, lot of the Patriots assistants coming over. So everyone keeps saying Patriots West, which I guess if it brings the rings, I don't care. <laughs> we want to be referred to as that. Yeah, whatever. Um, I think some some things that they have pressing that they really need to get a, a hold on is obviously the car contract, whether they want to move forward with him or they don't. It sounds like they do, uh, but car is going to command probably at least $34, 35000000 million a year with him being in that mid-tier. That would put him above the Tannehills, the Cousins, yeah. all the guys that he's clearly better than but only by like a million, it would put him above that. So I think he's going to command anywhere from 35 to 40, which like I said, I don't think he's worth that, but where the contracts are going with quarterbacks right now, maybe if you lock him in at 35, that's going to look real good in a couple of years. Um, and then they have, I would say the, the longer they wait on Crosby, the more expensive it's going to get. So they need to sign him like today. Oh yeah. To as soon as other contracts are surfacing. His is going to go up. So, yeah, they need to get him done right away. And then in terms of Renfro, I'd love to see him get rewarded, but I can't see the value of waiting until middle of the season because right now if you pay him for, for the stats he had last year, you're going to be paying top of the market there uh, where, in theory, next season he won't be as big of part of the offense. So. I think if you wait till middle of the season, you can get him locked in at a much more reasonable rate where he should be getting paid rather than like a number one receiver, which is basically what he was forced to do last season. So um, you got anything about your Steelers? I mean, there's really not a whole lot right now. Obviously the biggest thing looming over is quarterback situation. Um, 
Yeah. Little by little. I mean, like Rogers staying in Green Bay, all that stuff starting to, you know, come off the list. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm not convinced about any of the big, like, you know, grab me headlines. I don't, I never actually thought we'd end up with Rodgers. I'm still not convinced Stephen Russell Wilson's going to end up being an option. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. I saw I saw one today linking us to Tyrod Taylor. Um, he's mobile. It's definitely the direction they're talking about going. So, sure, maybe I could see well, a Tyrod Taylor. He's an upgrade Taylor over what chance. you have, but exactly. definitely you can't count on him because all those freak accidents and whatever that keep happening that with him. So. But if you brought in yeah, no, you know, Tyrod and drafted somebody, maybe I could see that being a decent situation. Um, as far yeah. as coaching, we've mostly just promoted, which is something I absolutely love, uh, mostly promoted in-house. Um, yeah, I saw you guys promoted that uh, defensive coordinator. Yeah. So that was a good move. It's, it's good to see. I like seeing it stay in the building, um, which I know is not the big kind of the way the business is done <laughs> these days, but um, I like seeing well, it. When you've had as much success as you guys have, it definitely makes sense to promote from within. But when the Raiders were doing it after, you know, <laughs> yeah. two and 14 seasons and, and so on, that, that's when it doesn't make sense. But for a Raiders hire, it has to be a, a Raiders guy. So that's where it's always been like, oh, come on, are you sure we couldn't do better than that? But. No, and then no, I, the only other thing I would say is the wide receiver situation. I think um, Claypool's heating up as a trade option. Um, we'll see see what happens there. Uh, I don't know. You what hang on to with. Juju? I don't know, man. I, I'm very disappointed in Claypool. I think that um, he's he had that awesome rookie season, obviously, but I'm hoping that he could bounce back. But I think he's kind of gotten some of that, as much as I hate to say it, that Antonio Brown mentality sneaking in. Um, the thing I liked about Juju is he was gritty. He 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 fought yeah. over the middle. He he played for the team, regardless of what people think of his antics on the sideline or whatever. Um, he's a team player and always has been. So yeah. for me, I'd like to see those guys stay on the on the roster. Um, if Claypool can get behind, you know, Steeler mentality, so to speak, then keep him. But if you can get something high for him, because, um, I mean, he does have a high ceiling. He's he's a big-bodied, long-armed wide receiver. You know, that's what everybody hopes for. But he just hasn't, um, I guess, kept that same – call it a sophomore slump, basically. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I have seen him link to a lot of trade talk. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, if the Raiders are linked at all, I'm going to tell them to run the other way because every time we've – had a Steelers wide receiver, it's gone terribly wrong. Terribly Absolutely. wrong. <laughs> True story. Another Martavis Bryant there. I don't know. Uh, um, okay. So I think that's all I had with Raiders coverage your Steelers. So let's let's hop into the to the Super Bowl stuff here. Um, obviously that's the, the big game today. I think it's kicking off in about three and a half hours now, something like that. Yep. Just about. Yeah. So it'll be exciting, especially like we've said before, don't really have a dog in the race, so to speak. So it's, uh, it's going to be just an entertaining game. Hopefully yeah. I I'm hoping for it to be close and, and not a blowout one way or the other. Um, like we've said before, we've got, uh, 
Logan Wilson from the University of Wyoming. There's a, a cornerback playing Tyler for Hall. the Rams. Tyler Hall. Yep, that played for University of Wyoming. So either way, uh, Wyoming's going to get a, a ring here. So that'll be exciting for them. Well, you, um, you said it right. I mean, you got a Wyoming boy on each team. And then obviously I've talked about Stafford. It, it's hard not to root for him, but I love Weddle too. I love Eric Weddle. I always yeah, want Eric Weddle on my team. But um, then you have obviously – He went to the Cincinnati damn Ravens side. instead. I know. Um, and then obviously you have the the Cincinnati, you know, Cinderella story, so to speak. You know, 30-plus seasons waiting for it. It's hard not to be happy for them, even for me. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I hope it's a good game. Okay. And I guess some of the injuries we should mention, Higby did go to the IR, so he'll he'll miss the game. And then Uzoma from Cincinnati, he looks like he's going to play. And then I want to say they activated Henderson, the Rams did, from the IR as well. So they'll have their full running back tandem back there. Um, what are you expecting? I know you already said you're probably picking the Rams, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's really tough for me. The I think the game changer and the edge is going to be the Rams defense. I mean, the Bengals don't have – I mean, they're no slouch on defense. Don't get me wrong. They have some really talented guys on that side of the field. But with that being said, if uh, Cincinnati can base, basically hold up against that defense, um, they are built to throw up some points, man. And they're clearly not – you know, quitters, you look at that Kansas City game. I mean, we all thought Kansas City was doing it again. Um, yep. You know, it, it looked like it was heading that way again. So I'm thinking the Rams for sure. And I'm right now I got the Rams by three because I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. You think there's going to be a lot of points? I do. Okay. See, and I'm going the other way. I think it's going to be like a 21 21- 17 sort of game. See, I started I hope, that way. You know? <laughs> I started that way, but then I started thinking about the two defenses, and they are both very, very capable of putting up scores on defense as well. Yeah, that's true. And that's that's where I'm like, if it gets to a high-scoring game and the defenses are scoring points, I think it's going to be in the Bengals' favor because Stafford is the one that's a little more – turnover prone than than burrow burrow tends to take care of the football so i don't know i think at some point the Bengals' offensive line has to catch up with them and they're going up against one of the absolute best defensive lines in the game um then then you have ramsey playing kind of that rover position where he's he plays he lines up in the slot and just kind of takes whatever comes in front of him so um I, I just think it's going to be a lot closer than, than people think. And I think oh, it's yeah. going to be a low scoring game. So um, I think they, I think Hawkinson, they match up well. That Hawkinson from, from Cincinnati, uh, he's going up against Whitworth and Whitworth is an absolute stud, but he's definitely getting up there in age and Hawkinson yeah. is just getting into his prime. So it's, I think that leads to a couple sacks on for the Bengals. And then you have Logan Wilson, covering the middle of the field he's good. i don't know man this one is so just good. so tough for me like every way i try to think about it it's like well yeah they have a, a matchup here that's beneficial but on the other well, side of the field it. it and it's I just mean, so tough 
I know it's that way for any game, but it is all down to matchups and however, whichever team wins the most matchups obviously is going to win, but there's some really cool matchups in this game. So, um, man, I don't know. I'm hoping for the Rams for Stafford, but like I said, I, if the Bengals pull it off, that's a pretty cool story. So I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. No, I do. I don't think you could find a way to be upset about this game unless you are a, a Bengals fan or you are a, a Rams fan. Um, so it, it's exciting. And and you did mention Eric Weddle. The, the thing that just absolutely blows my mind is he was sitting on his couch four, four weeks ago. Um, hadn't played a football game in, in two years. And obviously he's a, I guess I shouldn't say sitting on his couch. Let's say he was sitting on his uh, bench. <laughs> he, and he was – because obviously he's in great shape still, yeah. even though he hasn't played a football game in two years. But he, to go from, from that to they announce for this game, he's going to be wearing the green dot calling the plays for the defense. Unreal. That is just insane to me. And he's – obviously he's a brilliant mind. He played so many positions in, in college for, for the University of Utah. He played receiver. He lined up on special teams. He, he did whatever they wanted him to do whenever he wanted it to do it, and he did it extremely well. So I love that's it. why you cool. wanted him on your team. That's why I wanted the, the Raiders to draft him. He was he was rumored to be coming to the Raiders when he signed with the, the Ravens. So yeah, that was just that. an absolute gut punch for me. But uh, anyway, that that's an insane story. And there's just so many of these great stories in, in this game. So – Obviously, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I was just going to say, even Von Miller counts as one. I mean, he went yep. from, I mean, obviously he's, he's had some amazing seasons before, but you know, people were starting to talk about if he was on the decline and I mean, he was anchoring that defense still. I'm still so happy for him to be in a situation where he's not the guy, Aaron Donald's the guy. He just gets to run wild off the edge. Yeah. There's just, there's a lot of players in this game that you, feel happy, super happy for unfortunately Higby was one he was such a big yep. part of their season it's just hard well, I, I can't remember who that backup tight end is but he absolutely killed it in against the Niners once Higby went out so I, I look for probably a big game from him as well um, but no you're right I mean it's just one story after another and Obviously, someone's got to lose, so it's gonna suck for whoever does. But I can't remember the last Super Bowl where I was like, "Man, I'm happy for both and of these teams." I think so. Obviously, the game is a huge highlight, but for all those that aren't here for the game, you got the commercials, which honestly, the last few seasons have sucked. Yeah. Um, but I've heard there's some good ones that are they're in the works, and then the the halftime show for us '90s kids. It's it's a, a huge halftime show. Like, there's all the all the people that aren't here for the football game. They're like, oh, there's a there's a football game around this this concert that's happening. So, yeah, it's a pretty stacked lineup. Um, I'm usually they always have a surprise guest too. Who do you think that might be? Oh man, I, I can't I, even think of one. Well, the like one, they have everyone. The one I thought of that would be kind of interesting is. Um, have an ice cube show up as the surprise yeah. guest. I mean, he fits, he is the, he fits the era and yeah. he's, he's in the neighborhood. Um, yeah. And I, I think he might be wearing a hat similar to mine. No, never. Wouldn't hate to see that. Um, yeah. I, 
it's just crazy because I'm usually a pretty big critic of the halftime shows. I feel like they've been pretty yeah. lackluster for a long time. Um, this is pretty. You didn't enjoy the this Who? Pretty... <laughs> um, I think they they were. Um, just kidding. No, it was all right. I just from I the miss... crypt. When I when I was a kid, you had these stacked lineups all the time. I mean, they just were like yeah. absolutely unreal. And then it just like I don't know. I just was not very impressed. I'll use like the weekend as an example. I, he's very popular. Yeah, was, he's big, and you know, he's just not mad. a Super Bowl halftime performer, in my opinion. That was um, a weird ass show, too. It was. It was. Um, yeah. I just he doesn't. He's not who I envision, I guess. Um, so this this lineup is pretty interesting. Uh, I like you touched on any '90s kids are like, geez, <laughs> yeah. you know, bringing them back. But I don't I'm know, still hoping for like a decent rock show eventually. But I feel like rock well, is that's dying. That's what we so. grew up with, though. And that's yeah. another maybe part of my opinion on us in the halftime shows is you had these like, I mean, I'm talking like you know, Rolling Stones level uh, rock bands that, you know, anchored these shows for so long. So can you imagine if they put like Iron Maiden out there, what these well, kids would be like? Oh, it's my funny, God. It's funny you say what that, is this? I mean, you know, that's Iron what we Maiden, need in Metallica. Like, that would these be guys would yeah. make great halftime. <laughs> I don't know. I, I love Metallica. I do. I, and I have, they've been one of my favorite bands growing up, but like hearing Hetfield now, I think his chords are toast. So yeah. I don't know if that would necessarily, but Dickinson, that dude can steal, steal whale on those. So yeah. I don't know. Iron Maiden, I feel like that would be fantastic like because it. these kids that have never hear, heard real music, they would, I think it would light <laughs> their damn eyes up. So yeah, it'd be interesting. Start with, uh, Oh, what is that? Oh, what am I thinking of? Waiting for my or my code sale. There are so what many. The hell is it called? Between Aces High, Power Slave, uh, Run to the Hills. They're like yeah, they could play. But they did a cover of. Oh no, no, that was their song. Hell will be thy name. There we go. Oh. If they started with that one and then just went right into Two Minutes Midnight or something right after that. <laughs> These kids wouldn't time. even know what to do with themselves. But anyway, so your predict your prediction still Rams by three. Yep. Throw throw a point total on there. Just see what you got. Overall, um, man, that's tough. I'm going. I'm still thinking it's going to be a pretty high game. Like I'm, man, I'm thinking like. 30 27 range. Um, so I guess for 30 to 27 for, for so for an overall, I guess 57 is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I think I like my 21 17, so that'd put Rams by four. Um, I'm trying to think, Benny did 29 28, I think, or 28 27, something like that for the Bengals. Raps going Bengals. He didn't give me a score, but I think there, a there's lot definitely of a mix in there. Are going Bengals? See, and all I'm hearing, like on talk shows and and like on the podcast and whatnot, is people saying Rams. So that's what scares me being on the Rams side. But I I feel like 
if you just look at it on paper, which obviously games aren't won on paper, no. they've got almost every positional advantage you could have. Like there's a few where you could go one way or the other, and the Bengals have probably the quarterback advantage, which is obviously the most important position on the t- on the football field. So, right. But okay, so yeah, that's fine. Um, let's go. Just a couple notes on MLB, and then we'll we'll call it a, a podcast. So, one sad note that I have, which why I'm wearing this today is Jeremy Giambi died at the age of 47. Uh, obviously that's super young to die. And I just remember he was the biggest goofball. Like Jason Always. Giambi was the Jason Giambi was the, the highlight name for, for carrying that Giambi last name. Uh, he was the absolute stud of the family, but Jeremy Giambi, he got it done on the, on the baseball field and he was with the A's. I think, 2000 to 2004 or something like that. So it was during that the height of the, the money ball run where we had the big three and yeah. uh, Tim Hudson, Barry Zito, and why is the other one escaping me? Uh, anyway, Rich, Rich Harden, right? I, I don't know. We've had so many damn good pitchers. But anyway, they uh, – oh, Mulder. Mulder. It was Mulder. Oh, yeah. So he was on that team, and everyone knows him from the – play where Jeter did that flip at home plate to knock the A's out in the divisional round of the playoffs. And it's, it's really frustrating for me that everyone's just like, that's when they announced his death. That's, that's what they said is, or you might know him from getting thrown out of the plate instead of sliding. Uh, and that, that's just asinine to me. Like obviously yeah. he should have slid and, and he even said that going back, but yeah, that's not no the time or place seen. for that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not time or place because that's definitely not what his legacy was. Like he was the ultimate glue guy. You could, you could say, and he just got like, he got to live his dream of playing baseball on the same team with his brother. Like I can't even imagine that. So yeah, obviously uh, as an A's fan, it's, it sucks to lose him, but I can only imagine what his family's feeling and all that. So just wanted to put that quick note in there that he, he will be missed and, Obviously, I only have great memories of Jeremy Giambi. So, and then moving on to the the lockout, you have (laughs) the commissioner basically said, "Yeah, we're we're probably not going to hit the time for spring training to start on time, but the the season starting on time for sure." Which that's what they're hoping for. But it sounds like they made an offer yesterday, and terms of the the offers still haven't been disclosed but it didn't sound like the players union was was happy with it at all so i think at this point unless you get an agreement in in the upcoming week you're going to look at a delayed uh, season start the season or actual games being missed because i don't know how much further they can move it back with the weather that that you start to run into in yeah uh, late october and november so I think, and the frustrating thing for me is like, there's still outlets saying, and I get it, like MLB, that's where they make their money from. But at the same time, anyone pushing this onto the players is just asinine. Like these MLB owners are making, if you look at what they bought their teams for versus what they're valued at now, it's literally like a 500% return or something like that. 
and that's just the average one. There's obviously some that are a little bit lower. There's some that are much higher. Um, like our owner, John Fisher, bought the team for 150 million, and the team is now worth in the, I think, 1.5 billion to 2 billion range. And that's if he doesn't get a stadium built. So, like, it's just crazy to me. And obviously, they're putting money into the team every season, but majority of the owners are making, you know, anywhere from 25 to 100 million per season just in profits alone so it's it's just crazy i hope they they get something done but like i said i also wouldn't hate to see the season lose games because it will hurt the owners much more than it hurt the players so for sure uh anyway i think that's all i had about um baseball so did you want to do uh, best of the week, worst of the week? Because I think you have a pretty pretty good best of the week, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So my finish. best of the week is uh, Lost Ark. It's a free-to-play game on PC that just came out, I think, on Friday. Only got to play a little bit, but it's a ton of fun, and sounds like a lot of people are going to be playing it. So I think that should be a fun little game to play with friends. Uh, worst of the week is definitely MLB lockout continuing. But like I said, it could be silver lining with, with the owners starting to take a hit on that playing hardball. So what do you got for your best and worst of the week? Um, well, I'll start with worst of the week. Uh, I'm not sure if it was said this week, but I saw a um, – I had a thing pop up on my feed, but uh, it was Joe Namath talking about Zach Wilson – and um, oh boy, he said that he liked it, this but he did, he wasn't sure how long he'd last because you want a guy back there that's six, seven, six, eight. So, with that statement, <laughs> the funny thing is, how is tall is Joe Namath? The exact same height as Zach Wilson. <laughs> so, and there, I mean, one of them was like 200 pounds, one of them was like 215. If you look at their body, like it's a mirror. And so everybody was just like, uh, what? Well, and Zach is way more athletic than oh. Joe ever was. So oh, yeah. what so, the hell is he talking about? I don't know. That's my that's my worst of the week for sure. Um, the best of the week, I am going to nominate my wife, actually. We have some amazing news this week. Um, my wife and I are going to be wel- welcoming our first child in late September. So... Um, beyond thrilled, super excited. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that. So that's that is all fantastic. That is definitely best of the week. I didn't know if you were going to announce that. So that's why I was like, but then I saw it in the notes. I was like, oh, he's going for it. So, oh, yeah, I had to. That is great. And I know I've said congrats a hundred times, but well, I that still is appreciate it. the best. So can't wait to see Papa Gilmore. Oh, me too. Cannot wait. All right. Well, with that being said, we, we hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, we would love to have any of you guys that still want to get in. Um, love to see the comments, feedback, all that fun stuff. So so get that in. And, and we did launch a, a new website as well. So check that out when you guys have a chance. I'll, I'll post that link on our pages so you guys have just a quick link to click there. Um, but I think that's all the news we have. So... Uh, if John decides he wants to hop on a bit later, perhaps we'll talk about the Warriors or maybe we'll just move that to next week. But plays out there balling, so that's ex- exciting to see. I'll leave it at that. But 
Thanks for jumping on, Kyle.